0: Good morning, it's Monday
1: morning, it's 10 a.m. And we are learning a sicha from L'kotei Sicha's Yud Zayin, And the sicha is on Pirkei Aves, Perak Vav, the very first Mishnah in Perak Vav. We're learning this morning in the s'chos of Raphua Shleiman Nisi Faharav Harav Yosef Yitzchak Ben Sima chasia Aleph. I'm going to actually read um, the entire Mishnah, because the Rebbe does not um, include the whole Mishnah. But let's let's read the whole thing. So it's um, this week's parak Perek vav. That will that will be reading the we'll be learning the Shabbos. Shanu chachamim bulshayin haMishnah. The sages taught this chapter in the language of the Mishnah. Blessed is he who chose them and their teachings. Rabbi Meir Meir says, Whoever occupies himself with the study of Torah for its own sake merits many things. And not only that, but the whole world is worth having been created just for him. And then the Mishnah continues. Nikra, Reya, Ahuv, He is called friend, beloved. He loves God. He loves his created beings. He brings joy to God. He brings joy to men. Umal The Torah garbs him with humility and fear of Hashem and makes him fit to be a tzaddik, chasid, a person who goes above and beyond the letter of the law, law, yashar, upright, and faithful, and learning to for its own sake, um, persistence between him and sinning, and brings him nearer, Things that are meritorious. The and we can enjoy or benefit from him, from his counsel, his wisdom, bina, his insight, ugvura, and his strength. Shenemar, as it says, Li ligvura. Like it says, Hashem says, Counsel and wisdom are mine, I am understanding, strength is mine. And the Torah bestows upon him royalty and authority, and discerning judgment. The secrets of Torah are revealed to him. He becomes like a fountain which flows with an ever-increasing strength and like a never-ceasing stream. And he becomes modest, patient, and he's forgiving of insult. And the Torah makes him great and exalts him above all things. That's the Lushan of the Mishnah. Again, we're in Vav. <laughs> Remeyer taught that anybody who learns Torah for the sake of learning Torah, just for Hashem, it merits many, many things. And Remeyer continues to delineate so many things, as it were, that a person merits because they learn Torah. We have to understand, Exactly to which demographic is Rameir addressing this teaching? Either way. If this is a person who is learning only for the sake of learning, for Hashem, lishma, So <clears> of <throat> what interest are the side benefits to him? He's a person who has already decided he's learning lishma. lay the shamehatayatma. He's already learning the He's learning for the Torah itself. <speaking in Hebrew> and he's not learning for any other things. adam <speaking> lishma. <in Hebrew> and on the other hand, if you're talking about a person who's not yet on that level, <speaking in Hebrew> and you're trying to arouse him to this level of learning Torah for its own sake. So now, if he's going to learn in order to merit all the things delineated in this Mishnah, it's oxymoronic. Then then you can't say that he's learning Lishma. So exactly what is Reb Meir trying to do here? Again, if he's trying to appeal to the cohort who's already learning lishma they're learning lishma they, they don't need rewards they don't need schosim. they don't need motivation they're good they don't need any carrots and if you're trying to arouse someone to that level well how do you do that by promising them things that will be side benefits then it's again not lishma so exactly what is this mishnah teaching how do we understand this? L'chayra, seemingly, the Rebbe says, maybe we could explain in the following way. One might be able to explain in the following way. Shazeru al That we might understand this Mishnah in the same way that the Rambam understands the general idea of reward. And the Rambam explains, gashmi mm-hmm. The fact that the Torah promises physical, material rewards for learning Torah and keeping mitzvahs, which it would seem, how could that ever be a reward for learning Torah and doing mitzvahs? I mean, learning Torah and doing mitzvahs completely eclipses anything that you could be rewarded with. So why does the Torah promise us that the rain will come down in time and so on and so forth? Shazelu kadeshe adam. This is an order that a person should know. And here the Rebbe brings down the exact words from Rambam: Shimnasa Eisah besimcha ubitayvas nefesh. That if a person learns Torah and does mitzvahs with joy and with gladness of heart, she yasir mimenu kol hadvarim hamayim Eisano mila asa Eisabuchol then Hashem will remove all of those obstacles that prevent us from doing Torah Mitzvahs. And will, will bring down upon us all the good things that strengthen our hand in doing Torah So don't understand it as a reward. Understand it as the removal of elements that would make it more difficult for you to do what you want to do and what you have to do. So the Chavah says, taking this thesis from the Rambam, <clears throat> we apply it to this Mishnah. <clears throat> when Reb Meir delineates all the things that will come upon the person that learns L'Shema, Maftiach remeyer lo'esek biter is promising to the one who is completely focused on learning Torah, terror, for Torah's sakes, that he will merit many things. And these things will help to remove the obstacles and the preoccupations that prevent a person from learning Torah and like he continues immediately and now the Rebbe is going to give a novel understanding of the words and not only that but the whole world is, is worth it to have been created for this person the Rebbe explains it as this means not only will this person not be Confused and uh, distracted and preoccupied with things of the temporal world, Ella Adraba. On the contrary, Kol Ha'Elam K'dai Hu Loi. The whole world will be put at his disposal. In Yanei Ha'Elam Misayim Misay Misayeyim Loi Sheyuchol Laasek Biterem Bitech Menucha Veshalva. All of the aspects of the physical world will help him so he or she can learn terror with calm and with equanimity. But explaining the Mishnah this way, the Rebbe says, I'm afraid it's still not enough. It can't be that this is the way we should understand this Mishnah because this would only address some items on the list that are mayor de There are some things that maybe you could explain this way, but there are many other things or mayor lists that don't fall into this category of saying that the way to understand this is, that the things that might bother you or prevent you from learning Torah properly <coughs> will be removed in the skhus of your learning Torah. So the Chavah says we must look for a different way to understand this Mishnah. I don't know what happened. <coughs> Beis. Amongst the many things that Meir delineates in this Mishnah there are many things on this list that it doesn't it doesn't fit it doesn't jibe with understanding that these are a char that these are a reward for learning Torah lishma. Even if you want to say that it's not a reward in the conventional sense, it's a reward in the sense that that which would Make it difficult for you to continue to learn Torah will be removed. Those obstacles will be removed. The Rebbe says there are many things that it just doesn't fit into this category, like Aleph, Uladugma, Achadim. The Rebbe says, I'll give you a few examples Aleph, is a Mokim, That this person becomes a person who loves Hashem and loves his people. Alze, Yishchiov mitzvah this is a mitzvah, I say. this is an obligation for every person, not just for a person that's l'shma. how many people can really live their lives being Isaac, that's all they do. On the other hand, to love Hashem and to love his people, it's plain, a simple, I mean, not simple, but um, clearly stipulated obligation in the Torah, you should love Hashem, your God, you should love your fellow as you love yourself. So what's it got to do, it would seem, with being Isaac, base. may your promises or, or he teaches that the person who learns Torah Lishma will be distanced from sinning. But is it really necessary to learn Torah and through that, to get a special schus, to be distanced from sin? To be distanced from sin, you don't need to resort to this very exalted and and you know, this is a, a level this is for a minority this is for a very <clears throat> um, privileged cohort you know, like the creme de la creme but to put distance between yourself and a sin don't you, all you need to do is be afraid of the consequences be afraid of, of what comes when a person sins, that you get punished be a and more than this, above in Pirkei Aves, earlier we learned, just look at three things and you will not do an Avera. And these are simple things. And these are simple things. That just looking at those things, thinking about the things, that there's an eye that sees everything, that there's an ear that hears everything, that everything is being recorded. That should be enough to distance everybody from sin. So this has to be, uh, you know, a reward or a consequence or a result of learning Torah Gimel. Another example, Meichel al al this is a person who forgives the insult. Seemingly, it doesn't seem that this is such a great thing that it would come only from learning. Because forgiving someone for having insulted you, which means that you felt insulted in the first place, this is not the epitome of Bi of humility and self-abnegation. A deeper uh, level uh, or a category of Bittl would be when the person doesn't feel insulted in the first place when the when the insult that somebody hurls at them, doesn't hurt them. It doesn't touch them. He doesn't become insulted to begin with. That's bittal. That's humility. This person believes that, okay, if you said this, then, then this must be true. I'm going to become Baladict. Who am I? So the Rabbi says, seemingly, it is not such a high level that you should say it comes from the fact that you learned to hear l'shma. Gimmel. <clears throat> the Rabbi says additionally, there are some nuances that we have to look at in the actual terminology of um Reb Mayer's teaching, Umehem, and amongst them. The Rabbi says I'm going to delineate a few of them. Aleph. The, the, the term, the, the the turn of phrase. This person will be vested with or garbed with humility and fear of God. It's a very distinctive and anomalous turn of phrase. He will be vested or garbed in humility and fear. We would think that it would say something more kind of um, conventional, like, through learning Terilishma, he'll become a humble person and a God-fearing person, or he will come to humility and fear of God. So that's the first thing. What's up with the Malbashtai? He will be garbed. Base. Mahi had What is being underscored? What is being emphasized with the words? People will enjoy or benefit from his counsel and insight. And again, not saying something more straightforward or more conventional like, people will ask him for his counsel or people will receive from her counsel. What is this will enjoy or benefit? and then towards the end of the teaching, Ramir says, That learning tershma makes great and elevates and exalts all of his deeds. And so exactly what is the difference between miaiira in the content and in what it is teaching us. What's the difference? Dalit, Vahabir And the Rebbe says in all of these questions, both the question, the overarching question, which is exactly what is mayor after? What is he teaching us? Who is this person? Why do we want to be this person? And then the specific things that he lists. All of this is reconciled through the following explanation. Rameir midayik. So first of all, we need to know that Rameir is specifically speaking. And he very, with great specificity, makes us focus. That we're talking about someone that invests themselves that preoccupies themselves with Torah lishma, The Hakavona And so what's the intention of this term? lishma? What does her mayor mean when he says lishma? Haynu. This means. kufa. That this person is not learning Torah in order to achieve some type of side benefit for some ulterior reason. We're talking about a person who's learning Torah, and not even for some holy um, benefit. Like simply learning Torah in order to know what you have to do as a Jew but this learn this person is learning only and to the exclusion of all other reasons only to acquire or to grasp ta only for the sake of learning ta the oisek bitar and what does the word word oisek teach us which we can Defined in English as investing oneself or concentrating oneself or preoccupying oneself. Hainu, this means, that this person is learning with toil and great effort. The yeser al and even more than this, hu ha'minahel He approaches the learning of Torah like a person has a business. This is his business. I don't know how to exactly define this word. All of his depth, all of his energy, his everything. Are devoted to this business day and night. He does not stop thinking about this. His entire energy and all of his life force is devoted in toiling in for its own sake. This becomes his entire existence. It becomes what he lives and breathes and so on and so forth. Hey, once we understand who this person is, now we're in a position to understand what Rameer is teaching us. Because if we're talking about a person who lives and breathes and walks and talks and wakes and, and, and every moment is devoted to this, now we have a new problem. Because we're talking about somebody who is so devoted to the learning of Torah, to the exclusion of all else, this person will at some point start to question. There are some important questions that will arise to their mind. Hare Chazal, taught, Chazal taught that if a person says, I only have Torah, then even Torah he doesn't have. But rather, Torah has to be parallel to and in consonance with acts of loving kindness. Even the person who studies Torah as their vocation and avocation it's their everything still has to be busy with and invested in the messhasada raka masa and this is only possible if he will interface with other people with other human beings around him yeseremizu and even more If you really want to do acts of loving kindness properly, this necessitates refining and purifying one's mitos. Because that's the only way that you could really feel for another person, that you could really have empathy. And that's the only way not to be arrogant. And so, this necessitates a whole different kind of avoda. In other words, if Chazal taught us that if all you have is tire then you don't have you even taira. You don't have because you need gemils chasadim. So you can't be this person who's sequestered in an ivory tower. You know, in conventional term, in, in, in contemporary terminology, you can't silo yourself. You, you have to be with other people. You have to feel other people. You can't be looking down at other people. That's in the, in the first address is a category of our, let's just say, horizontal ties with other people. Now the Rebbe says, and even Adam Lamokai, between man and God, in our vertical connections, you have to, you have to do a vayda. She'ya o'er Abba b'ay Hashem. You have to rouse in your heart the love of Hashem. She'ya yir Hashemayim And you have to do a that you should be a proper yir Hashemayim. Asher ain'em bo'im biderech me'mela. These things don't just happen automatically. Ella drushim yigia raba. It takes a lot of work takes a lot of toil. And especially in light of the teaching, the instruction of the Rambam, in which way can a person come to love and fear Hashem? A person has to contemplate, a person has to meditate on Hashem's many actions and his great creations and the great wonders, the Yira Mehen And in this way a person will discern the great of Hashem and Miyad And immediately he will begin to actually love Hashem. And also when a person deeply contemplates the greatness of Hashem, he will step back in awe, he will jump back in awe in awe and, and fear of Hashem. And in light of the fact that in order to really have Torah like the Chazal taught us, it has to be accompanied with Gemilus Hasadim, and it has to be accompanied with Abbas Hashem and Yiras Hashem. And these all necessitate Avaida. So the Oisik asks, This is what I do. This is what I do all day. This is what I do all night. I concentrate on Teir. How will I have the time to invest in all the other things necessary? Will I constantly be in deficit of Avas Hashem, Yeres Hashem, Avas Israel,
0: Kamilas Chasadim? What's going to become of me?
1: <speaking in Hebrew> if he was learning Torah, but it wasn't his business. It wasn't his, he wasn't fully concentrated on this. He wasn't doing it lishma just for its sake. But he was doing it. He was learning to in order to know how to live as a Jew. Which includes all the aspects of serving Hashem. Then seemingly his learning and his other aspects of serving Hashem would not cancel them each other out they wouldn't be oxymoronic. Ella Adrab on the contrary. Hayazilmucha maybe lithi mice of it would be learning that would bring him to greater mice, greater AvaShem. But because we're talking about somebody who is, you could say, fixated tunnel vision, that's all this person does. He is not at all concentrating on what he's going to get, on what he's going to achieve through this learning. But rather his learning is only for the sake of grasping Torah. So he's constantly in a situation where he's not thinking about himself and he's not thinking about his madrega, he's not thinking about his level in Hashem. He has no time to ruminate on this, to contemplate, to research. If he's already more refined, if he's already more purified, if his middle are properly aligned, or if not. And how much more so he does not have time, he does not have the opportunity to interface with people around him. Vim calls Ma So what will happen with all the other aspects of Avidas Hashem?
0: This answers the first question
1: that the Rebbe starts with. Exactly, who is your mayor talking to? The person that's already learning lishma doesn't need to have rewards dangled in front of them. They're learning lishma. And the person that you want to entice to learn lishmah or you want to motivate them to learn lishma? Wait, hello. Lishma means for no other reason. So what, what are you, you know, what are you dangling this list of rewards in front of them? But the Rebbe now illuminates for us that if you're really ter- talking about a person who makes learning tired their ASIC, their business, anybody that runs a business knows, <laughs> you're thinking about your business 24-7, it preoccupies you. Now this person begins to worry, so what's going to be with all the other aspects of my Avayda session? And so comes Reb Meir and he offers a novel insight that a person who is completely immersed and invested and concentrated on learning Torah just for the sake of learning Torah will merit many things. Note, the Rabbi underscores, these are not rewards. These are things
0: that you merit. Maybe a way of understanding this is that doing certain things makes you more ready to receive certain things it's not a reward it's not even a consequence it's the result
1: of of being in a certain place that you're able to welcome certain things into your life and we're not talking about being in a certain place geographically,
0: obviously. Rifki. Yeah. I just want to ask a question. I'm struggling with this. Even if one is in business
2: and it's his whole life, there's always, nobody just does business for
0: business. You do it for outcome. There's a goal. How does one sit and study and ter-
2: ter- mitzvahs, and it doesn't affect their um, their own life in a way that there is refinement, or have. I understand that it could be less interaction with others, but interaction always comes up. How how? I'm I'm not getting the picture of this
0: person. <laughs> you understand? Because if business is your life, it's for the outcome of it.
1: What is this lishma here that doesn't yeah, affect you? I, I hear what you're saying. And I think the kvetch of the ASIC, the kvetch of the ASIC is not, it, it's about how you approach what you're doing. You remember the Rebbe spoke very famously about the difference between a person who works with someone and a person who owns the business. The person who owns the business brings everything they have to it and never stops thinking about it. So I think it's not so much about the outcome now that we're, we're talking about the modality, the MO of this person who's Isaac Beter Lishma. And the whole, I think the whole understanding, the conventional understanding of Isaac Beter Lishma is that it's for nothing else but grasping the terror. When you have a business, like you're right, it's for the revenue that you generate. It's for what it is that you hope this revenue will allow you to do for you, for your family, for your social standing, et cetera, et cetera.
0: But in general,
1: people who are devoted to um, study to the exclusion of all else, don't spend a lot of time
0: with other people. And that's how they're able to
1: maintain on, you know, uninterrupted focus. When you're talking about Tyra, are you talking also Panemius at Tyra, or is he talking Panimius? because if you learn paraclimate based Hanat, yeah, for example, you're going to have this result immediately. Okay, so let's let's continue. The rebbe is going to unpack this. Um, I don't see here that the rebbe says this kind of terror, that kind of terror. Maybe because for the rebbe, you cannot distinguish the you know the nigla from from the nister. It's two sides of the same coin. And you're absolutely correct. That's that's what the rebbe is going to point out that you're zoyche, you're you're refined to a, a, a level that brings you. To the doorstep of of new gifts, of new things. Let's let's continue. When you're talking about a reward, the reward is commensurate with what you did to get the reward. To what? To what you learned? To how you learned? To what you, you know, um, which mitzvahs you observed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Letero mitzvah atzmon. It's it's it it reflects what you did in tereo mitzvah. V'chein hu afilu lahadayish eschar mitzvah edik teitzo mesuvah meha mitzvah atzmon. Ella Baif hu ba'ayif in schooli kigmul study alkiyam mitzvah. And this also is correlated, even according to the dea, that the reward is not a result of the mitzvah itself, but rather the mitzvah becomes a conduit or a side, uh, the the schar is, is is something that flows through the mitzvah that became a conduit or the schar is a side benefit of the mitzvah. But still it's all relevant to and it's all connected to the erich of the terei mitzvahs. The um, erich means the the worth or the the um, yeah the worth of the terei mitzvahs. The chevon shall call mitzvah yeshnes char mishala, because every mitzvah has its own schar, and therefore move on. It's understood as shall the schar yeshnes sheikos vizdamos lemitzvah shebavur nikvas char ze, and so every reward. Is going to parallel. It's going to have a relationship. It's going to have correlation to the mitzvah that precipitates that particular schar. Val achas kamav kamen. How much more so? This is true lufi hadeya. According to the understanding, mitzvah hukit tivis meha mitzvah gufa. That the schar of a mitzvah is the natural consequence of doing the mitzvah then for sure the schar or the natural consequence has direct correlation with the mitzvah. So now let's take this understanding to what we're studying here. The idea of the reward for the person who is invested in learning terror for its own sake. It's the same thing. What happens when you learn Torah? Naturally, you are connected to Hashem who gave the Torah. Because the Torah and Hashem are one thing. And therefore, you cannot um, call all of these things that are listed here as a schar. Because this idea, the true, the true connection between the person that learns Torah and Hashem, the nice and is not expressed on this list. It's not here. That's the main thing, and it's not listed at all. Vizais Meir and so this is what Rabbeir is Mechadish. That in addition to the main schar, which is that you become one with the nice and and in addition to what will be derived from being immersed in Tariq study, Gam Zoicha Harbei. He is also zeiche, he merits a whole bunch of things. It's true that all the things that are delineated here are lower than the main schar, which is that you become one with Hashem. That's the etzem madrega being oisek v'tar But these things to which you are help you with all of the other things that you need to do for your vita session. And that's what's bothering the Isik t'ar l'shma. Esther, to your question, and I haven't thought this out, but maybe, maybe, this is like the person who's completely invested in their business they think about it night and day, but how will they be there for their family? They wanna make all this money to better the life of their family, but uh, but they're not there. They're not gonna be at the recitals and the sports games and the, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I was saying I- this person is bothered by the problem. Sorry, Khani, just want say, person is bothered by the fact that when, when are they gonna, how and when, are they going to do gemilas chasadim and 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 work on their opposition years? Hashem comes Rameyer and says, "This is going to come to you in an eifin of zechiya. You're going to merit these things, and it's going to become easier for you to do these things as a result of being oiseg
3: b'tare l'shma. Chani, sorry, I cut you off." Sorry, I cut you off. I didn't realize you were still in the middle. Um, I don't really, I'm, I'm a little bit lost as to like the bottom line of this question because it seems to me like if I learn this, it seems like it's saying that a natural byproduct of living in this way is that you are going to live in the way that's the Zukhia, like all the other things that happen. Meaning it's not like an added layer, it's like I mean to give like a maybe a some very basic example, like if you did, I don't know, gymnastics and your goal was not to, you know, have a very toned body, but your goal was all these other things by a natural byproduct is it that, that after all that you're going to have it. So I'm a little bit lost. Like, what are we in that actual question? Like, what are we saying here? Why do we have such a big question? We're saying, how is he gonna have time for all these things? But just a natural byproduct of having such a focus of learning Torah because it's Hashem's Torah is going to automatically extend into a person living their life in this way, no?
1: No, dafka. A person could learn it for intellectual, like on the intellectual. Yeah, on the he is learning, or she is learning lishma. But dafka does this trickle down to the, to the level of mitas. And and, and and to all the other things that have to happen. So L'shmat I mean, doesn't
3: mean like how Hashem wants us to learn it?
1: I think it means learning for learning sake. And like the Rebbe says subtly, but the Rebbe definitely kind of is, is insinuating, it could lead to arrogance. It could lead to aloofness. It could lead to looking down at other people
3: or maybe I misunderstood the Shema as like for the ultimate reason of why you're really learning Torah.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that that's a um, occupational hazard of, of learning Hasidus That right away. You think that learning Peril has to mean that you're living like the Eberster wants, but um, there's a lot of examples of, of learning Mm Teda and uh, it doesn't necessarily lead to where, to what, Hasidus teaches us you have to be.
0: So it's already a high madrega that this person is worried. That he's not worried about this. Comes Reb Meir and says, these things will come to you b'derech zechiyah.
1: Now maybe, Chani, now that I'm, I'm thinking about it, maybe the person that learns to the way you understood it, which I think is the way you understand it through the lens of Hasidus, that it has to better you and it has to make you more in a place of bitul v'chule v'chule because you're remembering the nice and constantly and it's not about you, right? So then it's a natural outcome. Like you said, your body is toned. But, but uh, it's possible for it to be in another way. And so this person or mayor is saying will get a leg up in that department. This will be like a Shiya a for them. If anybody understands differently, please time in Alishaba, you want to say something? No, I have a question because isn't
4: that isn't what we were saying beforehand that being that he's doing it as a business and he's just into the learning the whole time, so he's not doing the Kamila hasadim, so it doesn't matter if it's coming automatic. Now we're saying that it's gonna to come to him automatically. So he is doing meals kasedim. So the previous question isn't a question. Is a question. I, I'm I'm a little bit lost here. I'm lost by the going back beforehand where it was saying because it's a esip so he like doesn't have time for it because he's
1: busy learning. Right. That would be the natural way, right? People who do research, people that write books constantly. What do they do? They go up to their attic. And they sequester themselves and they focus on that thing, the exclusion of all else. So we, what we're saying is
4: that our taina that we had beforehand, that, well, no, that's not, that's not what's no, going to so happen. No, so this person. is not a
1: question. Exactly. The mayor comes and question. says that not as a schar, but as a schus, that's going to flow from what you're doing is going to come a special see you a special help from above in these and Yanim that you're worried about
4: okay i guess like what you said it's hard for us to really understand the questions because we already have it in our blood already and that's it we're just
1: our minds don't think this way at all
0: yeah i i I think
1: yeah i think we're approaching it with particular bias because we're privileged but but look in other communities
5: no, I don't.
4: Need I don't to want to be with the
5: first. No, no, no. You
4: know, I understand farish, that, but we but don't think you... of it. Like right. we didn't. We didn't need um, Rabbi Mayer to tell us this. Well, we did yeah. need Rabbi Mayer to tell us this because that's where this is based on. All you know.
1: Yeah. So let's just go back to that last paragraph that sums this up before we go into Save Zion. And this is what Meir is being Meir. That in addition, as an additional overlay to the main schar for the person who is Isaac in Taira or the main consequence of being Isaac in Torah, he also merits many things. He receives because of just many things. that actually are lower than, like they they they're they're not the main prize. They're not the main schar. They're not the main consequence. But these are But these things help him in all the other aspects of avadis Hashem. Rivki, can I say something? Yeah, I just. Uh, yeah, I'm so sorry. I just, I just want to before. I just want to say that we're so schooled from the Rebbe that to learn is to. It's not how much Torah you acquired. It's what the Torah teaches you. For us, this is olive base. It's the bread and the butter. But it should not be taken for granted. So, so sorry, Mrs. Jaffe. Okay, no. Um,
5: the way I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm right, but this business is the, the Ebershta's business. We're working together with the Ebershta, right? We we're were we an avid of a So he is the business. We are striving to be a good um, partner in this business and the more we strive to achieve what the to wants automatically we don't it's nothing we think about or even even it doesn't enter your mind automatically because you're in business with the abrishter himself these things will will happen maybe i'm right maybe i'm wrong it's just the way i'm thinking about it it's not our business. We don't own the business. We're tapping into a very, very big um, enterprise. So which
1: is you're, the- you're 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 on to something. The Reb is going to unpack this for us. These things don't happen naturally. It takes something. It takes an, a specific understanding, like you have already um, kind of. Th- defined for us in order for for this close to happen you can't take it for granted that just everybody that learns terror is going to naturally become more refined more giving more empathetic so let's continue you. I, I'm, sorry yeah I'm sorry did you want to say something else oh no no thank you I said thank you. oh the perils of uh looking at boxes and not being able to read body oh, like language. <laughs> not even faces. <clears throat> sorry about that. I am, I am here. Here sorry. you are. <laughs> All these many things that the person who learns Torah for the sake of learning Torah will be can be subdivided into two categories. There are things that flow naturally. And there's no extra effort needed to tap into those things. And then there's a second category. And then there's a whole other category. We are learning Tari gives you a leg up. It gives you a start, but it definitely necessitates your work. Kilimar, that is to say, he will receive these things a lot more easily with a lot less work than somebody else might have to put in. Nevertheless, this person has to put in work in order for these things to actually um, be maintained properly. And now the Chavah says we're in a position to understand the very specific terminology that a mayor uses. You remember? Ask, asked, "What is this with he's vested with humility and fear? Why not just say he's given humility and fear, or he achieves humility and fear? And this readies him to become a tzaddik, a chassid, an upright person, a faithful person. And this puts distance between him and sin, and it brings him close to schus. It's a lot of the same message, which is, Because these
0: things will come. And afterwards, I'm sorry,
1: but this has to be precipitated by a lot of work. The person who is oisik in Tehra only naturally achieves a situation where he's garbed in humility and fear of God. But learning Tehra only vests this person with it on the level of a levush. It's still a garment. It's external, it's an overlay. But it doesn't become one with him He has to do a lot of work that Na on means, yes, to a certain degree, by learning Torah, you should be garbed with this. I, I, I could be very wrong, but it, it, to me, it sounds like, hey, if you learn a certain t- amount of terra, you're going to definitely virtue signal certain things.
0: But it's malbastri. It's it's just a superimposed garment. You can shed it.
1: Right. Garbed is external, not necessarily internal. And the Rebbe says: in order to nasa on a but in order to become a person. Which would have been the more conventional terminology to use, that necessitates a lot more work. And in like fashion, the Torah only makes him more ready to become a tzaddik and a neemon. It only puts more distance between him and sin. Like, but not exactly, the Passover says, that a tzaddik will be shielded from heaven, that nothing bad will, no no sin will come to him. But in order to actually be a tzaddik and a faithful person, to really be um, protected from sin. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of
0: toil.
1: And now we can understand what does it mean, the Rabbi said, if you're already talking about exalted levels, if you really had true humility, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be insulted in the first place. You wouldn't be belated in the first place. So what's this big deal? I was saying that if a person is Isaac and Tyra, then he's going to be my halal al So the Rebbe says, <laughs> the Rebbe says about the Tyra that these are my words. They're like fire. It whitens and purifies as midas of the midas of the person that learns her, for her sake, like everybody has been saying the whole time. That he should, he should be Michael. He should forgive the person that insults him. But in order to achieve the fullness and the consummate level, of having your midas refined, that to begin with, you shouldn't feel any insult. You need a completely different level of avayda. But on the other hand, but then there's the other category, the first category, which is there are certain things that you get automatically. I'm sorry. I, I, I skipped lines. I'm starting again. On the other hand, there are things that you automatically to. Without any work on the part of this person. for example, you become a person that loves Hashem, you love other people. You gladden Hashem, you bring joy to other people. of Bino and people can benefit from your wisdom, from your help, from your insight, from your strength, then I send us like, and you get sovereignty and, and kingship and being able to understand deeply din. And because he automatically becomes a person that loves people and brings joy to other people, so then, surely he won't, God forbid, be lacking in how we treat other people. The and even more so, Dafka because he learns he will be to an elevation and an exaltedness in his seichel, generally speaking. And this is going to also overflow in in worldly suppositions, in worldly things. So much so that this person will also be able to give people counsel in, in worldly matters. And that answers the question of why Reb Meir uses the term. It's going to be the kind of counsel that other people will benefit from. And so, if other people are going to benefit from his counsel, he's automatically going to be making them happy. So, in other words, Everything that we came to the Sikha, we're thinking. Obviously, a person who's learning Torah is a refined person. is a is on a certain level. The Rebbe says yes for yes. There are certain things that, and again, doesn't happen always. But sure, ideally, if you're learning Torah and the Rebbe hasn't told us yet how do you get to the level. He will, but for us, it's a דבר אפסוד because. We've been learning sikhahs. So then there are things that flow naturally. And then there's a whole category of things that you have to work very hard for it. But learning Torah brings it into your orbit. It might not have come to become internalized completely, but at least it's resting around you. And so it becomes easier to internalize. Maybe today we would say it's it's already on your radar. It's in your toolbox.
0: Yeah, you're going to need a lot more work to really
1: become the truly humbled person to really have fear of Hashem properly. But but it's hovering about you. And so now we understand that in this teaching, this is not being directed only. But really, Reb Meir's teaching applies to a much, much, much wider gamut of people. Many Jews might say in their hearts, in order to be fully invested in terror, you have to separate from temporal matters, from worldly matters. You can't, you know, you can't be boys with everybody. You, you have to <coughs> really. You're, you're in a different. You're in a different place. And and you're not going to be street smart. You're not going to be street wise. You're not going to know what's going on. Because if you do know everything that's going on, and you, you, then then that means you're not completely immersed in the study of Torah. It's one or the other. And for sure, if you're going to become an oisik you're not going to be the kind of person that people can consult with not only in worldly things, they're not even gonna be trust, they're not gonna even trust you to do askonus, to be like a community leader, because you're just gonna be like this naive person who doesn't really know what's going on. So mayor comes and teaches us, on the contrary, specifically because he is immersed in terror For Torah's sake, he will be to a complete understanding of worldly things. And only that's why people will benefit from his wise counsel that his counsel will really, really benefit people. Ubi Pashtos, <laughs> and simply speaking, im behiros be hanishal yimana milahasi etza. First of all, the Rabbi says something very practical. Rabbi says, I know, I know what you're thinking. That This, this, this doesn't make any sense. I'm going to go consult with a person. All they do is study Torah. What do they know? Rabbi says, first of all, this person that learns Torah L'shema will have the good sense to say to you if you consult with them about something they don't know. I don't know. Imagine how much trouble people could be saved if they ask questions of people and people have the good sense and the, uh, the integrity to say, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> that would be a game changer. So that says this first of all, it's going to be an eifin of Nanin because this person has the humility and they have the integrity to say, "I don't know, I don't know." Go ask somebody that knows about cars. Go ask somebody that knows about stuff. But on the other hand, I mean, but when this person does offer his opinion, he does give counsel. Then you're going to know that this is counsel, that this is advice that jibes with teres emes. And even when it seems that this person is giving you advice, they're giving you counsel, and it doesn't seem logical what they're saying, but because this is a person that learns Torah l'shema, he is a person that loves other people and he gives, he brings joy. Davar barahu, it it's clear shenen in that what this person will, will advise will be of benefit. Hainu meaning she bevadai tavi han tavoi hanom eitzazusha noisim biyesa ayev uvekayachatira. But why will there be Nanin? Why will people benefit? Because it's for sure that this is coming from the Kayach of Taira and that he loves people. So it's coming from a place of purity, it's coming from a place of integrity. And now we can understand what seems to be an alliteration, the double lushing. What's the difference between this makes him more great and this elevates him or makes him more exalted? The Rebbe says, it's not just a literary device. Based on everything said above, we understand. That in the construal of this person, that is Aisat Batar Lishma, there are two modalities. There are two levels. Aleph, Mitsat et M asakay Batar Lishmaharehu Miraime Mikolinani, Mirumam, I think, Mikolaniani ilam kumai hatar baat. That on the one hand, because he is immersed and invested in the study of Tarah. He is elevated, he is exalted, he is higher than all things in this world, just like the Torah itself. But on the other hand, but on the other hand, because of the many things that he is to, that he accrues, he does have this connection. He does have his pulse on this world. Although all these things are much, much lower than where he stands. Because he's so this person is kind of like a bridge between heaven and earth. Yes, they are much higher. But almost because they're much higher, because you're talking about the Torah, and because you're talking about the things that flow as a from the Torah, they're very much in a position to advise on this world. And so relevant to these two different modalities, Amoris Bemishna Bez Halashenizh. So Rameer uses these two different expressions, migadaltoi or meramantai. matin matim bhashva lemishaberach elav ela
0: shakatum The term
1: migadaltoi, godal, greater, is the is the correct term when you compare someone who relevant to that person. Others are smaller than him but when you talk about you're talking about transcendence you're talking about something that's much higher and it's not about it's not about your comparing like there are people you could say oh this person is greater than this person they're smarter than this person they're richer than this person And then there's things where it's not even, it's not apples and oranges. It's not even prunes and watermelons. It's like it's 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 a completely different level. It's transcendent. And so taking this to our Mishnah. So from the perspective of the many things that this person is to, which these things do have a connection to this world. In this respect, he's bigger. But when you're talking about the essential what happens to a person when they're Isaac and. On that level, he transcends everything that has to do with this world. He's, he's, he's in a different bracket in a
0: different level altogether.
1: Now the Rebbe says in your Aleph, Afal Pisha Dargas Ha'Asik B'Teru Lishma Bo'ifin T'midi Eina Shayeches Although this this person who's learning Torah constantly Lishma is not something that most people can aspire to. Mikol Mokheim Kasev Rabbeinu Hazakim B'Tanya Sha Hakavana Lishma Tzricha Liyos It's a Kol Echad Ve'Echad Al Kolponim Bas Chalas Halimut. But still, in all the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, that every person has to have this kavana as a starting point, at least when they start to learn Tanya, that it should be for the sake of Lishma And here comes the clincher that everybody that asked questions had in their mind. At the very beginning of learning the seichah, before we sat down to learn the seichah, because when we talk about the Torah of Hashem, we're talking about infinity. It can never be grasped by the intellect of a human being. Let, let's be real. Every person is a limited creation, Ella. However, but if this limited person, if their point of departure is this place of self abnegation, the noise in the Torah, and it's through this that he could be Makabel, the Torah of Hashem, just like we found in Matan Torah, Shahakli, the Kabbalah, Satayrah. Why were they able to become kalim for receiving the Torah? Because they had Bittu. Because they said, we're going to do before we know and before we understand and before we contemplate and ruminate and take it apart and analyze it, we're going to do it. V'chein who came etzel kol echad ve'echad. And that's how it has to be by every person. Before you even start learning Torah. So every person has the Psak Din. And a person should always be studying Torah. Even if it's not lishma. What has to happen before you start learning Torah? Everybody. Not the, you know, the tiny percentage of people that are going to start lishma. You have to emerge from a point of departure of Kabbalah satayah. Just to have a connection to the Torah, first, like the Rebbe always told us, you have to say the bracha. And remember the naisen hatayah. You have to be mekabel, the Torah. You have to receive it. And this could only come through Bittu. And now the Reva says, this is really what the word lishma means. And this is what was bothering Chani to begin with. And Elisheva. A lot of people that are learning Torah there are tremendous amounts of Jews in many different neighborhoods and sociological subgroups that are learning Torah for the sake of learning Torah. But the Rebbe taught us that l'shma means... This person is not doing it for themselves to become a rasha or to become a gadol, or a goyin, or, 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 or a, you know, a person that finishes six times, because this all because this is all about that person, and the person that's learning Lashma, is a he rak They don't see themselves as a person
0: that's learning tire. They only feel tire.
1: So, like for us, this is the, this is a famous limutim. I mean, I don't want your your ganeden. I don't want I I, I want you. And that's why, the, so the, this whole parakvav are are brises. They are teachings from tannaim, but they're not found in the Mishnah themselves. And we know that this whole parak is also called. Rabbi says from brises This whole this whole um, grouping of brises is called kinyan tayer, acquiring tayer. And the Masada Habraisa and the person who put these braces in this particular order, began He leads with this He leads with this teaching, why? It would seem that, that this should not be the case. It should have started with something more general, something it would seem more accessible to more people. Seemingly, this whole parak, which is about acquisition of terror, should have started with something more achievable for the rank and file learning terror. Why do you start with learning terror? Okay. But because we're learning this parak dafka on this Shabbos, which is a Shabbos that precedes Shavuos, it must be that this is teaching us the proper hachana for Kabbalah Sater. And what's the proper Seder? The sages who? To begin with, it has to be learning Torah. Not so you could be a person that people say, oh, this person sits on his Torah. No. You're learning it. L'shma asher ali mikabam you're learning it for the Torah. You're learning it because of the Eibesher, not because of yourself. And what kind of chacham you're going to become. And only then Could it be a Torah that masters you? Because for you, it's not about mastering the Torah. Then you could be mekabel the Torah. And then you could start learning Torah. So not only is this Mishnah not addressed only to a very, very small, prestigious, privileged group of people. But the is saying no, actually, this is step one for everybody.
0: To be Isaac Bitter Lishma. Okay, everybody, let's hear you. So I just want to say when I was in the somewhere in the middle there,
4: I felt like this is very no gay to Bach from sitting in Yeshiva. Who want to have all of these skill sets and they say, I'm going to go on this one day. How am I going to possibly be able to counsel people? How am I going to be able to provide for people if I'm constantly learning tira And we see amazing things that people who sat and learned tira and didn't have the worldly experience that other people had. That's exactly like uh, the message that rabbi has for these yeshiva students, the
5: from.
1: Yeah, and, um, and in the chat she wrote that the, this is connected to and I think you're absolutely correct. And I know it's just one line out of the whole sicha, but like the Rebbe says, but first of all, this person is going to have a good sense to tell you, I don't know about these things. You know, that's huge. Huge. But
0: like you see how...
1: Like, it, it's only in the last si'if that the Rebbe presents what
0: everybody already had in their mind to begin with. It's not such a davar pashat. No, Esther? Ifky, you're funny. I have to make a comment. Yeah. <laughs> no, the only thing I was
2: thinking, just as a joke, cheek. You, you're and ready.
1: Her you're her ready. Does Shain
2: in a Esther? I said, just tongue in cheek, Her mayor lived today. He would apply this to Schluchim. When somebody goes on Schlichus all the benefits that come from it. That's all, I was just saying on the other side of the corn. I as I'm learning that I'm thinking, whoa, anyway. With all the benefit, uh, you know, the struggle, you do it and you think, and everybody knows better and everybody has
0: a degree and everybody uh, yeah. So we should remember that it applies. I don't know, Just, just
2: interesting.
1: Yeah, there's so much to 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 unpack here, and and you're right. It's 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 in every avoda. It's in every whether it's formally shlichus or not. It's in it's in every avoda that there are tremendous chusim that come with it.
2: That's a very good point. Every avoda that is done lishma, every holy avoda, even business that is done lishma. Tremendous benefit comes from it. The
0: ichor, the, the main point is lishma, the bit of it. Yeah, simcha,
1: simcha, simcha. That's it. <laughs> okay. Wishing everybody uh, a good week as we get closer to being mekabal, l'tari, b'simcha, b'pnimius could thank you and thank you and thank place you. for everybody thank, thank
0: you Emma. very
1: much thank you